Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. But if you're looking for pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and use LT23 to get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order, American-Giant.com, code LT23. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the United State brought to you by Gallagate Shots. Really happy to be here. My name's Shade. You might know me as the SoCal Jordy on Twitter. This is my co-host, Rich. He lives in San Diego as well. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Doing good, Shade. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm excited to finally get this started. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a minute since, uh, since we made the announcement, and I know we've, we've been talking plans and everything like that, so I'm I'm really happy that we're here. I'm really, really grateful that that Gallagate Shots reached out and wanted to do something like this because, um, you know, it's an exciting time to uh, it's it's exciting to have the opportunity. I don't know if it's necessarily an exciting time to be a Newcastle fan. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, you know what though? I, I think you know, being a Jody in San Diego, you do get a little bit of homesickness from time to time. And what I found was. Uh, there's a few podcasts like the Gallagher Shots, like the True Faith, like the uh, NUFC TV fans, and all the, all the guys are great. And you get you, you get to remember like you know the, the the pessimism, but also the optimism if something goes right and wrong, and then the accents and just like little things here and there. And you know, just we're all trying to figure out like you know what the next steps are for Newcastle United. You know, all sharing our frustrations with the the ownership, the management, the players, that kind of thing, the media, the the buyout, the takeover. All these, you know, all these things we're going to discuss. So yeah, no, definitely, and I, I totally agree. You know, I mean, like, 
you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, my home away from home, as you know. Right. And so to have you in San Diego and a couple other proper Geordies as well, always makes, you know, makes the sting of missing the Northeast and that beautiful city just a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, especially after spending so much time not really having anyone to watch the football with. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, just kind of getting into it, we wanted to do this uh, introductory episode to kind of tell you a little bit about ourselves, our stories, you know, how we came to be uh, in San Diego together, um, you know, crying and laughing and cheering on Newcastle um, with really beautiful weather. And um, and then also, you know, talk a little bit about current events for, for Newcastle United as well, you know, mainly our last match against Leeds. And, um, and uh, you know, just let you guys get to kind of uh, – have a better understanding of who we are and how we came to be and how we came to be doing this together. And then we'll tell you a little bit about what we have planned for this show going forward. So this is more like a introductory episode zero kind of deal. Um, you know, just us two kind of sharing a bit about us and then uh, telling you kind of what we have planned for, for episode two, which will be the official launch of the, the proper format and everything like that that's right that's right but um you know i think that uh you know some of our listeners and stuff like that definitely know me from twitter and everything not to toot my own horn or anything like that but you know you're very new to twitter <laughs> brand, brand new that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like set up like four or five years ago and i was like right we're going to be exclusively newcastle on my twitter account that's it yeah yeah we'll get you there we'll get you there we'll, yeah, we'll get that set up tomorrow <laughs> yeah 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 well, well that, that's your homework for the week is that's it know, that's, that's right learn that's social right. media and start to utilize it <laughs> exactly but um you know okay so you know rich tell me a little bit about yourself like obviously i know you're from newcastle and you know i know quite a bit about you and everything like that but um you know how did you you know how did you become a Newcastle fan? I mean, obviously you were born into it. You didn't really have a choice, but maybe you want to talk a little bit about, about the early days as, as a Newcastle fan for you. Yeah. No choice. Uh, when you get, when you get born into it, for sure, it's a way of life. Um, you know, in Newcastle, um, but you know, basically to be, to be brutally honest, in the first like 10, 15 years of my life, cause Newcastle would, were down in the kind of the second division. Uh, you had player uh, managers, um, Oh, you had Jim Smith. I think he managed Derby County and that kind of thing. And then the the, the stadium was run down, so that it was kind of like tossed aside, a bit of an afterthought of the previous owner before Sir John Paul. Um, but I, you know, I, I picked players like you know, I picked teams like you know Liverpool, Tottenham, you know Man U, just to kind of just a different different team each season. But then my dad finally took me to a Europe. <laughs> glory seeking child, then is what you're saying. Staff, you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. To be honest, though, that my 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 dad always said, "Well, you know, we're going to, going to go see Newcastle first game." So he, he takes me to see Newcastle, and I think I'm about like 16, 15 at the time, um, and uh, we're playing Roma in the European, like the UEFA Cup or something. Uh, wow. And uh, I just seeing, you know, just coming in, and we were, you know, at the uh, the Gallagher end, two or three, two or three seats from the pitch, and you just wander around you've got like 40,000 people this was just by, by the way before they were extending the stadium yeah. um, and um, you've got 40,000 people around you 37,000 at that point and there's a, it's a crisp in the air it's a kind of a dark evening a moist evening in Newcastle and the hairs in their back 
if your neck is thin standing up and then obviously the, they play um the the walkout music right so obviously all that operatic thematic music and you know very slowly and i was like what, what's about to happen you know what i mean so and those players like obviously you had bobby robson leading out the team you had you know alan shearer duncan ferguson players who you know robert lee gary speed Alberta Solano, getting stuck in to the to the team and obviously you've got a, a team of superstars with you know totty um and uh, i'm trying to think of the goalkeeper for roma at the time but they did they were just we just um played them off the park you know hit the post um i think they it was either a nil nil or a one nil i can't remember exactly the exact score line but just to see that um you know experience as a, a young lad i was like 15 16 years old i was like right i'm hooked now <laughs> it doesn't matter where it doesn't matter where we are, you know what I mean. But that no, because yeah. you, you hear all the shouts from the stands and the passion and the glory, the noise of the stand, the stands and the stadium. You know yourself from walking up down the stairs in St James's Park. There's just a different feeling about it when you go there. You know, there's nothing like it. It's a cauldron, you know, it's a cauldron of noise. Yeah. Um, and in Newcastle, because Newcastle's not really light, you know, so the, there's a lot of darkness. So there's a, a a unique atmosphere that we haven't had for a while. Um, that was brought back, you know, from Kevin, or Kevin Keegan and, you know, Bob Robson um, as well. And even that, to, to some extent, part of Dalgleish uh, or Rude Hullet when we did FA Cup runs. Um, yeah. But, um, no, no, when Robson was there and Keegan was there, it was just, it was just fantastic. You know, so it was unbelievable. You know? Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm and, and then obviously, yeah, and then, you know, just seeing the progression, like, compared to now, because obviously... Bobby, Rob- Bobby Robson was a real man manager, you know, and he didn't, yeah. he, had, he had zero, zero pounds to work with. Getting Kevin Gallagher on a free transfer, players like that, just took the bare bones of what he's had. You know, he had a bit more to work with than Steve Brewster's um, now. I mean, I think good players now, but to me, the difference is the leadership in the team. Um, 100%. From, from back then, you had a, probably a leader in every position. Um, and just seeing that, you know, growing up 15, 16, and then my early 20s. Um, I'm almost 40 to the listeners, by the way. So it's, a, <laughs> it's been a while, you know. So, uh, you got two years on me, mate. That's it, mate. That's it. You know, I keep, uh, that's it. San Diego weather keeps me young. But <laughs> basically, no, and, and, you know, and seeing that progression, and then obviously, you know, Robson got us into the Champions League. So it was, yeah. it was, it was exciting. It was like there was a real, there was a real journey um, to get, to get there. And yeah, the progression of the team and like every bit we got a little bit better. We got a little bit better. We bought a new player, Bellamy, Dyer, uh, Jermaine Genus, and um, Woodgate, and all these French players, Lauren Robert, all these yeah. little drip feed, got rid of others a little bit, you know. And then obviously, unfortunately, we had Bobby Robson a bit too late. So, and then, you know, the rest is kind of like it's been, it's been a bit of a wet, a fizzle since then. It's been a kind of a false start since then. I know. And then, yeah, and unfortunately, that's all I've been able to experience. I know, I know. I'm so sorry, but um, just to wrap. It's nice to. I mean, like, obviously, I, I would love to have been a fan during those days and everything like that. And but I will like admit, like, one of my favorite things, you know, living in Newcastle, but even just meeting fellow Geordies out here, especially ones that are older than me, is yeah, is um, like I just love hearing them talk about the good old days. Like, I I love because it like it just it it bleeds from you like you know it's it's not something that people just talk about it like it was something that happened like it was a it was it was something way more than that and you can tell by 
you know, I could tell by every every Jordy that I've ever talked to about about those things and about the good old days and about the Robbie Robson days and the mm-hmm. Keegan days and stuff like that. And, you know, being in the Champions League and everything, you know, the best the best I had was, you know, I moved there during our our last season in the in the Europa League. Right. So I got two Europa League matches in. There you go. Um, and, you know, and like, I mean, I guess that's our biggest accomplishment. <laughs> Uh, you know, placing fifth and then, you know, and then having Europa League would, would probably be one of our biggest accomplishments, especially in the modern day era of football. For sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What was, um, you, you, you know, your, your, the first, uh, the store was the first game. You were the first game. Uh, first game in Europe or the first match ever? Oh, first match ever for you. Oh, uh, you know, some people already know this because I, I just love telling it, but it was, uh, it was 2012. So it was uh, Norwich versus Newcastle, obviously at St. James Park. Uh, Party was our manager. It was uh, yeah. Chris Hewton's return to Newcastle since he'd been sacked. Oh, um, okay. Norwich. We won 1-0, courtesy of Demba Ba. Uh-huh. And, um, and I just remember, like, it was – I'd gone with my mate who was actually from Norwich because he was going to Northumbria Uni and I was going to Newcastle Uni. Uh-huh. And um, we played rugby together in Cal State Fullerton, so it was very – very like just a lovely coincidence that we both ended up going to grad school in Newcastle. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, and, uh, and so uh, he was telling me like, you know, he, he knew I loved football and stuff like that. I didn't necessarily have a club at the time or an English club anyways. Um, I'd come in through, through international football supporting Mexico. Um, and, um, and uh, cause my family's Mexican, but, um, and uh He's like, you have to go, like, he's like, you have to go see a match. He's like, Norwich are playing this weekend. Like, I'll get us tickets. And I was like, okay. And um, the first thing I remember, like, that was, that, like, that whole day was magical for me. But that, the first day, that the first thing I remember is, I forget which pub we were at. But you could just see, like, people in their jerseys, all these black and whites, like, just coming out of everywhere. That's it. That's right. The center of this stadium, right? Like, yeah. this, as you know, right, as everyone knows. And that was... That was insane to me because, you know, especially growing up in the Los Angeles area where, you know, Staples Center is so far removed from the center of Los Angeles, you know, and there was no stadium in the town I grew up in. There's no club there or anything like that. And, and, you know, and MLS at the time was whatever. And, you know, if you lived in the LA area, the only team at the time was the LA Galaxy and they play in Carson, which if you're from LA, that's not LA, you know, that's, that's so far away that I don't even think they actually have LA supporters. And so to see something like that, like was insane to me. I was like, Whoa, this is like religion. And, um, you know, and then, and then, um, you know, and then like, you know, we, we finished a couple more pints and I was like, I, you know, I I like to get, I like, I like to get there early, especially new experience. Right. right. I don't want to just walk in right at, I mean, as I, as I got further down the line of going to the matches, it was, all right, how many pints can we get in before we've got to get in? But, but um but that first day i was like let's go in a little early i really want to experience this nice nice and um i remember we walked up the steps and went in through the turnstiles and i remember like the turnstiles were something i'd seen out of a movie and i was like this is crazy and um and then we went inside and and before the game had even started it was already intoxicating like the atmosphere there and oh yeah sold out match and you know and everyone was there and everyone was in such a good mood and everyone was so nice and yeah and and then when 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 Ba got that goal and the stadium just erupted, it erupted, yeah, yeah, I was I was done, like I was completely done. There was oh. 
there was no which way to cut it. Like I, I was Newcastle till I die after that moment. And so, yes, that was my first, that was my first Newcastle experience. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that it was a win. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, I would, I would argue, you know, Rafa aside, of course, you know, out well, of the managers I've had, obviously Pardew's the second best. For sure. Well, I mean, even like Pardew, we still had, um, I think we had Andy Carroll. Um, I'm trying to think when I watched, when I watched, um, I think it was the season before Andy Carroll got sold. Um, um, he was gone by the time I got there. Liverpool, right. Because yeah. Andy Carroll was, I think he banged in several goals before the, I think they sold him in the transfer window. I'm trying to think because we beat Liverpool at St. James's Park the season before. Yeah. Um, at home. And Andy Carroll scored like, you know, the t- t- I think there's like three, must be three nil or three one to Newcastle. Great game, pardon you. Um, and I think then the transfer window next with, I think, must in January. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look that up to confirm. But basically they sold Andy Carroll for 40 million. But yeah. Was, oh yeah. And then, that, and that to me as well was kind of the start of because you look at Andy Carroll's career, play after after us played by like a lot of pressure at Liverpool, played by injuries. You know, I'm, yeah. not saying, I'm not saying he wouldn't have got them with us, but sometimes I feel that like players get moved on a bit quickly for a big price tag, and you see yeah. a huge, you see a huge pressure in that mental health of the player, and then the career just kind of just you know fizzles out too much beer not you know yeah not really guided correctly so that was that was my kind of like memory of that basically because you know we fin- i think we finished like top half the table that season so yeah no I, i'm pretty sure we did yeah we did as well yeah we did yeah and um you know i went to every match i could basically after that yeah. it was just um I, I needed to be a part of it and then um and then yeah and so you know i like was going to games and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Were you still in Newcastle from 2012 to 2015? No, I wasn't. I was actually in Oxford. So I'm, I left Newcastle in 2003, 2004. I okay. went to Oxford Brooks University. So Oxford Brooks University is kind of like the, the poor man's Oxford. You know, like kind of thing. I actually almost went. I got accepted there and I got accepted to Newcastle Uni. I chose Newcastle. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, Newcastle Uni actually is, is pretty good university, so um, it's pretty. Oh, tough. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's pretty tough to get into actually. So yeah, I, I did uh, coaching studies in in uh, Oxford Brook, so um, and uh, yeah, I kept it. Obviously, I kept in touch with the, the lads, you know. And I've had we similar to what we do over here, you know. We'd always meet. We'd always meet like several guys down the pub. In yeah, the pub Oxford or the City Arms and on Cowie Road in Oxford, and. Uh, Again, there was good times because obviously Robson was still there, and then I think my second year he got uh, sacked, and then obviously we got Sunes, and then um, managers managers after that basically. So yeah, and then uh, graduated in two thousand and seven eight, and then moved to London, and yeah, I did, watched Newcastle at, at um, all the London grounds, you know, like Crystal Palace. I remember one night in uh, Fulham Craven Cottage. Yeah. We won. I was, it's so funny. One of the away fans from Newcastle is a big guy. He got NUFC across his chest. Big, big, big guy. Shirt off. I was like, that's a Newcastle fan. Obviously, I've been in the South too, 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 uh, too long. 
because I had a big fur coat on with it. <laughs> you see my eyes? It was bloody freezing that night. Oh no! We drew, we draw out, we uh, we ground out a kind of one nil win. Joey Barton, um, uh nicked the win for us one nil. Craven Cottage. But that's another thing as well. So that was good times, you know. That's cool. Yeah. I that actually was- finished reading his book. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, like last week. I I, I really enjoyed it. I mean. You know, I don't know what's going on with him right now because you know, sure. the allegations and everything that, that just happened and, mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, until we kind of know, um, you know, I won't speak on that. But I really did enjoy the book. Um, um, I enjoyed kind of, you know, learning about him as a player and stuff like that. But m- most importantly, I just enjoyed reading about when he was at Newcastle. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's a shame that he was played with so many injuries. Did he, did he speak... Um like highly of Newcastle or yeah yeah he really did um he spoke really highly of Newcastle the thing that kind of bothered me was he did speak pretty highly of Sam Allardyce as well and you know like I don't like I don't like fat Sam um and you know I I don't rate him and, and everything like that so like that was but I mean that was the manager that recruited him so you know m- maybe he saw something in that when um when that happened and everything like that but you know obviously I don't I don't think that that many Newcastle fans would, would feel the same about Allardyce. Listen, when look, when, when Allardyce came in, you know, Newcastle fans, the general feeling of, of uh, the fans base, I, I, you know, not to speak on every fan, but, but no, I think it was pretty good, you know? Yeah. Proven track record at Bolden, not too much money, effective style of football player, football, yeah. played a long ball. Um, first, I think, um, first three, four games, quite effective, some good wins. I know we had, I think we had um, Oberfemi Martins as our uh, main striker. Um, but effective, um, play, did, did play a bit deeper, but a very effective with getting balls in the box and getting people in the box and that long ball style. But it just long-term just didn't work for Newcastle. And then I think we had a really bad run of results. And then here, yeah. So. He didn't last the season. Yeah. So, yeah, he yeah. talked about that as well and everything. But you know, he had nothing to be good things to say about about the city and the club and the supporters and everything. So I respect that and it was a yeah. good read. But um nice. yeah. So you were down south during those days. And uh, I hadn't discovered Newcastle yet. Yeah. Um, and that, then so you stayed down south for a while then after that, yeah. I, yeah, I mean that, that was it. I left Newcastle two thousand and three and then you know, university there. Um and didn't really have the opportunities to come back up in uh, Newcastle. Had a business that was failing. Uh, sorry, that had a business opportunity in the south of England that I could take on. It was a, a gym, kind of a holistic um, a yoga studio, chiropractic, physiotherapy. Yeah. So I bought that, and, and we kind of made that made a go of it, and that was great for six years, basically from two thousand to well, seven years, to six years from two thousand nine to two thousand fifteen. Okay. So yeah, I moved around. You were there doing that when I was discovering the northeast for the first all, time just, in my life this government have to have a great time with all those lads and lasses you know that's it that's it <laughs> basically yeah i mean it was that's it was it. definitely uh and ex- it was i mean it's an experience that i'm probably the you know i'm most grateful for it's it's given me so much but it was just i, I loved being there so much and and uh and you know, like I had my my like go to spots and everything like that that I can't yeah. wait to get back to. Did and then, you, did you enjoy the big mark, big market on the key side? <laughs> you know, I like I always ended up in the big market, but <laughs> I'll never forget my first experience in the big market. Like yeah. I was, like uh, it must it had to have been after a match day because you know before before the match, 
I always met my mates at at Shark Club across the street. Oh yeah. We stayed there for a few pints, and then we'd go to that. I, I forget the name. It's that Irish, that Irish bar that's across the street from St James Park, right across the street from is it Rosie's as well? Rosie's. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like we we'd go there, and 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 I loved going there because it was like you know pro- like a lot of the more like old school uh, supporters would be there and stuff like that. And you get a bit of that banter in as well. Yeah. And then, um, you know, get playing in and everything. And then usually if I was looking for a ticket, there was at least somebody there that was going to make sure I had one. Oh, um, nice. you know, and then, then we go into the match yeah. that, and yeah. we usually end up in big market after the match uh, at some yeah. point. And, it's a, and it's my first, the first place I ever went to down, it was at pop world. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it was that place. And I just remember being like, what what is this shit show that I'm now living I know, in? Right? Yeah, it's, it's, chaos. it's chaos. But um, but I loved it. It was you know obviously yeah. fun chaos, right? Oh, for sure. And it was like those bars in Newcastle. I remember growing up, like you know, 18, 19 years old. Uh, drinks were cheap, you know, and they're yeah. all like vodka, Red Bull, vodka recharge, this and that. You know, it's all about you know a mission to get like wasted. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget um, my first experience with trebles. Oh. Cause that's not a thing here. Right. So I don't, I didn't know what trebles were. Right. And so like my, I, you know, I went out there, I was going to union. I was also playing rugby and you know, the lads on the rugby team, like, Oh, we're going to take you for a proper night out. And this was like, before I, I started hanging out with like the Newcastle boys and everything like that. Right, right, right. And, um, and like they're like, have you ever been to a troubles bar? And I'm like, nah, I don't. What's what's a troubles bar? And they're like, oh, we gotta take you to a troubles bar. I was like, okay. Uh, and um, so we went to is it, uh, what was it called? It had the cage inside the idols, I right. think. Um, or sin- no sinners. Yeah, we went to sinners. And um, and so like they're like, oh, it's it's it was three troubles for a fiver. And I'm like, wait, it's three drinks for five pound. And, um, you know, I think I even said dollars at the time because I'd only been there for a week. Right, right, and, right. Um, they're like, yeah. And I was like, like, I, I was coming from Los Angeles, right? Where like a vodka Red Bull is $15, right? So it's like, oh my God. Quid, right. <laughs> and yeah. And so like, I'm like, what are trebles? They're like, don't worry about it. Just take the ice out and chug them. I'm like, oh, all right. And so I took the ice out, chugged all three. Oh, cool. um, I don't remember how many troubles I had because I lost count after the third round of, of three for a fiver. Right. Um, <laughs> I just remember that I woke up at a spot that wasn't the place I was staying at. I was missing a shoe. I had a terrible headache. Oh, and, wow. and then I had to find my way back without a cell missing. phone because I, I hadn't gotten one yet. Missing a shoe. <laughs> it's classic. No, the shoe was outside the front porch of the house I ended up at, which was like a different team member's house. But it was, it was yeah. Oh, chaos. Found the shoe. It's great. No, it's a great night out. I remember, the. I think the last night I went out, I ended up in Baja Beach Club. Baja Beach Club. Okay. It's, it's um, it's across the bridge. I think it's like, if I'm memory serves correctly, it's like across the bridge. There's Buffalo Joe. Well, well, I don't know if it's still there, but it was Buffalo Joe's or Buffalo, Buffalo something. And then and then uh, it's like a kind of Western style bar. <laughs> okay. And they they had the girls on aftershocks, right? So aftershock with this aniseed, like a red and blue aftershock, right? So they're yeah. like gunslingers, right? So, yeah. The girl was like, get on your knees. <laughs> We're going to keep this PG-13, but basically, yeah. Yeah, she just like strap, like, you know, pause, pause the uh, the aftershocks, you know, two, two at once, like a stream. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like... <laughs> I was like, this is a magical place. 
that's I, I remember that's that's exactly how I felt. I was like, this place is just magical. Um, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, how do the one one question before we move? Um, what did the uh, local ladies think of the American accent? Did they like the American accent? <laughs> um, some did. Some uh, not so much. Uh, I don't like the accent. I think that, like you know, in my twenties, I was a little, you know, <laughs> a little more obnoxious of an American at the time. Um, and also, like, I mean, I mean, I love, I loved the Geordie lasses, <laughs> like. Um, but um, yeah, no, it, it worked pretty well. You know, like I would go out with my mates, and some of them would always like drop their like oh yeah my mate from los angeles and they'd be like los angeles and i'm like yeah i'm from los angeles you know right <laughs> um, yeah they're like what's that like and stuff like that so it was always a good conversation starter oh, um great. you know and and yeah and i met some i met some great ladies out there but more importantly like i met some of my best friends in the world um you know and 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 yeah. i'm grateful for that like we talk we yeah. talk at least three times a week still even if it's oh, just yeah. that and um you know, and they've they've been with me through through the thick and thin, even even since I left. You know, I've been away now for for six years, um, almost six years, and you know, it's like we just have that kind of bond that that really just never seems to fizzle down, and only just keeps kind of staying as strong as it was when when I was living there. And that's that's you know what I'm equally as grateful for. And you know, Newcastle United gave me that as well because I would just like I would go to the matches by myself just because I wanted to go. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, and the students, like I was a student as well, but like, you know, the students, they, you know, you'd get maybe one or two that would just want to go for the experience and that's cool. Yeah. But like, you know, like I was at the point where I was already like, I'm not going for the experience. Like I'm going because I fucking love this club. Oh yeah. And, oh and yeah. So like I'm hooked. Like I, I need this on a, on a weekend. And, um, and then I would start seeing some of the same faces and, um, and then I would go to a lot of gigs cause I love live music and I love punk rock and stuff like that. And, and um, I met I met a couple of guys that were in bands in the local scene, and um, two of them specifically, um, my buddy Rainer and my buddy Jax, and they kind of really took me under their wing and started introducing me to other people that were more local and stuff like that, and kind of got me out of my student bubble. And uh, and then I met my other best friend um, Joe Bullymore, and and like all three of us like came really tight. And then there was one other student who was going to Northumbria. His name's Dom. And he, you know, he's from Manchester. So, but he, he just liked hanging out and he was, he was good for a laugh. And go. so, you know, and he's a good lad. Right. And so then we all kind of, that kind of became like my crew. And, and then I would start seeing Joe at the matches and then he'd be like, Hey man, you know, like you ever need a ticket? Like, let me know. Perfect. And then I'd start hitting him up all the time because I was tired of trying to have to find tickets. Right. Perfect. And um, yeah, that's and great. before I knew it, like, you know, it's just like, Oh, you want to get a pint before the match? I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then we'd get on it and then, and, you, you know, know we've all, all been best friends ever since. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lifelong community. That's it. Yeah. You know, once, once you're in, once you're in, you're in. And then as you mentioned, like, you know, going to the game on, by, you know, by yourself, you know, getting the bus there or, or um, little bits and pieces driving there, just getting on your own. You always like your crack on to, you know, what's going on in the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You've always got an old boy beside you, a family. Someone. Yeah someone's loud so you always like you know and you get you know i, I remember i've been on a way day um at uh, liverpool at anfield you know uh -huh. I mean, it's just great banter it's yeah just banter you meet people you know how are you away from you know that kind of thing like just outside newcastle oh yeah i know that place you know because yeah. I mean? oh, so, i'll never yeah it's so never my first away day uh, yeah. yeah it was actually my buddy joe took me because i was 
you know, I was getting, I was getting ready. I was coming to the tail end of my visa. So I knew I was going to have to leave soon. Right. And I was, and Joe was like, you have to get an away day in before right. you go. can't not experience it. And I'm like, I want you so bad. And, um, and he took, uh, he took me to go see some of my last season living there. It was, uh, he took me to Old Trafford away. So against Man United, obviously. And, um, and we actually played our, like one of our best away days at Old Trafford in a while. Um, oh. We kept it to a draw. It was, oh. it was at the tail end of Colacini's career with us. So he was, he was oh. at that phase where he was hit and miss, right? Where like, you didn't know which Colacini was going to show up and he showed up that match. And um, oh. Wayne Rooney had a disallowed goal um, and we kept it to nil. No, I'm pretty sure it was McLaren because, because, yeah, because we got Rafa right after. Yeah, so it had to have been McLaren, right? Like one of McLaren's good games for us, yeah. right? Because yeah. um, we got relegated after I moved. Yeah, so it was McLaren. Yeah. And um, and it was just the banter, like all the Man- Manchester fans throwing shit at us and yelling yeah. and, and everything. We, none of us cared because we were all louder than the entire stadium. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I loved it, man. And the ba- yeah. banter was just, there's nothing like it. Amazing. Yeah, it was great. But, uh, I mean, I could talk about, about that stuff all all the time, but we kind of kind of keep moving forward and stuff. Definitely. So 2015 is, you know, 2015, 2016 is kind of my last year in Newcastle. Yep. You're down South. So I guess maybe we should talk about how we've both ended up where we're at now, because now, you know, we're both yeah. obviously members of Toon Army San Diego and That's right. That's I, see right. you, you know, I see you at least three times a week now, which is hilarious, but, um, it's great. <laughs> but I'm guaranteed to see you on a match day. So, yeah. um, so you're living down south. How do you how do you end up on the sunny west coast of America? Well, my ex, you know, I was doing a long distance relationship with my uh, now ex wife. So, um, but we uh, moved here, uh, moved here in San Diego, 2015. Okay, and she, you, you had met her out there, correct? I met her in Minnesota. Oh, okay. I was How'd working you know in Minnesota. I was working at a summer camp. I was a counselor. So we led the kids on uh, on the lakes outdoors all the time. Tennis, to taught them how to play cricket. Um, we made up different games, different ball, different ball games. Uh, you know, four square. It's all the stuff like you see Camp America, or like if you ever see like Wet Hot American Summer. Nothing like that, but just like <laughs> you know, it's more wholesome. It's right. it's really kind of a good leadership camp to take the kids. I recommend um, kids should do it. It's quite expensive, but it's so worth it because the parents want to get rid of their kids. <coughs> Excuse me um, for that. So met Emily there back in 2012. Long distance. Fast forward. Got married. She moved over to the UK. I sold my business. I moved here to San Diego. Okay. And so you, you came straight from London to San Diego. Then. Just outside London, out Henley on Thames, straight to San Diego. We were like, right, I want some sunshine. Let's go to San Diego. She had a good job. Um, and then, you know, since then I've been trying to figure out, you know, again, just trying to, I like San Diego. So love a few cities in, in America, but San Diego, we was stuck. Um, yes. and, uh, you know, there's the longer you live in San Diego, the more people you realize the expats or people from Ireland are here or the Eastern Europe are here or different part, different role. We're all, you know, transplants, you know, come. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. I rarely meet a local San Diego. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is rare. I mean, we've got a couple in the group now, which is nice. But, right, uh, exactly, that's it. But, um, okay, so, so you know, w- tell me about kind of, because I mean, we can talk about how we met, and we'll get to that in a second, because sure. um, I think that's funny. But 
what what was what was being a Newcastle United supporter like pre, you know, kind of the group that we have now, you know, before oh. I moved here and everything like that. What was that like for you? Because yeah, I, I, you can kind of preface how how you and me came to cross paths. Yeah, for sure. You know, to be honest, but before because I was watching the games, um, you know, down the Shakespeare, um, and again, like because obviously the first year we were here, I can't think. Where we ended up, where we ended up, 2015. But then the next year we got relegated. Yeah. So then we weren't on the. TV. Didn't really watch anything anywhere. We were on the TV, right? Yeah. And then it's like. Yeah, that year sucked. Two, we got back up, 2017. Then you know, 2017, 2018. Uh, Rafa's there, um, and watch the odd game because not we're not televised that often. So then obviously with work and you know, um, at the Shakespeare or that kind of thing. And to be honest, it's like you know, a couple of Toon fans. Two or three fans, and you try you try to make friends with them. Yeah, uh, Simon will mention Simon, but um, it, you know, I think when individuals that are you know there, and sometimes if one person's not really into it, then it's quite hard to quite hard to congeal a group of solid people um, solid people to get to get together and get a momentum going, which is what yeah, we got yeah. what we got going now. Yeah, um, so it was pretty grim. Um, really being a two and fan, very isolated. Uh, yeah. But but you just keep the faith, don't you? You keep you keep showing up. You yeah, keep always. Showing up. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's a uh, you know, there's people watching Newcastle. So it's like uh, during the pandemic, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was it was basically, pretty- that's basically it. Because it's basically it because you think I'm trying to think what what was the highest position? Rough was it tenth or twelfth or something? Twelfth, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember Rafa having a difficult mid-season, his last season, and then having a run of games that were good, beating Leicester away, that kind of thing, quite comfortable. Yeah. It's a nice football. Um, I always like Rafa's football, quite organised. Um, yeah. But um, then it was like Steve Bruce's turn, pandemic. I got yeah. divorced. I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> a whole... Fire was going on in set. Well, everywhere in the whole world, basically. You know what I mean? I so, know. So luckily, my my um, new place that I moved into down the street from the pub, the Shakespeare pub in San Diego, quite a, a famous British pub. Um, and then we, uh, I walked in, and then, and then uh, this, you know, you were there basically. You and Graham were there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty similar for me. I I moved back with with my previous partner as well, and. Yeah. And um, and uh, we were living in Los Angeles and and there is a Toon Army L.A. And, and, you know, if anyone listening is ever in L.A., I highly recommend looking them up. They're a great bunch of people. Um, unfortunately, at the time for me, I, um, you know, the first season that we were there, we were relegated. So there wasn't really any meetups that were being advertised because we had no television, um, you know, no TV rights, except for the odd one that would be on ESPN Plus every now and then. And I remember like that season was hard for me because I was already homesick, you know, and I say homesick because like I look at Newcastle as my home, exactly. um, you know, and, and, and it has such a big part of me. And so I was I was really grieving being away from that and being away from my support system and mm-hmm. and being away from the fans. Right. And, right, and being right. away from football and yeah. then not even have it on the telly was just awful. And oh. um, and like I remember I would either I would listen to live radio broadcasts of, of the games um, like I get up 4 a.m., find some radio station online that was broadcasting it and listen to that. And I I think the lowest that I got was uh, 
some some kid and i say kid because he was like 14 years old like was following me on instagram and he's like hey mate he's like follow my live stream and he was just holding his phone up at St. James Park, like with yeah. a dodgy connection, right? <laughs> and I remember I watched that whole game on his phone, right? And yeah. I was just like, this is the lowest it has to get. And then obviously yeah. popped up, yeah, right? Yeah. And then, you know, and I spent a few more years in LA. Yeah. And, um, and that was still very hard because, you know, LA is so big that I think that that's, oh. the, that's the problem that maybe Toon Army LA face. I don't know. And I don't want to speak for them. I'm sure we'll talk to them at some point. But I, I can only imagine that that's got to be very difficult when you do have, you know, a limited amount of fans. But L.A. is so big, it's hard to have one home for them. Yeah. And, um, and so I never really I never really sought it out. And, and I knew that there were people getting together in Pasadena, but that was 30 minutes from me. And, you know, that's that was either a hundred dollar Uber in L.A. or, or it was and right. then I was gonna go and not be able to have a pint, which, you know, I'm not going to drink and drive. And so, like, yeah. it just wasn't you know, it wasn't feasible at the time. Yeah, it's a zoo. Sorry, I cut you off. But it's, it's a zoo. Like it, no, it's a, it's a, it's a total zoo. Uh, LA. Mm. Like speaking, you know, as a um, a Brit coming over, San Diego is so nice to get around. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, it's delightful. It's, like there's so there's like no traffic. Like California, yeah. like Southern California. If you're from Southern California, they'll whinge about the five. I'm like, dude, like. When you go to the four or five in Los yeah. Angeles, <laughs> or the what, the one, whatever I don't know all these numbers, but like the ten or whatever it is. Yeah, the ten, the sixty, the two ten, they're all nightmares. Yeah. If you basically look at rush hour every day, or even like the whole day, it looks like spaghetti sauce, just like the roll. Yeah, red. yeah oh, it's red. terrible. It's it's, it's terrible. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it made it made it really difficult to to interact really with anyone. Like that's yeah, the hard exactly. part about that city, and you know and. You know, and then uh, I'd been wanting to leave for a while and and it was just hard to leave because I had a job that was keeping me there. And, you yep. know, me and my partner split up as well. Very similar to you. And, yeah, of course, and yeah. uh-huh. you know, and I decided to make a career change and the pandemic kind of presented an opportunity to do that because I could kind of work remote. And um, and so, I, you know, I, I packed up all my stuff and I and I moved down here and um, and and, I'll, you know, and 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 then randomly you know i i met graham through social yeah. media who's another member of our of our group um that's aka right. the godfather um yeah, that's and, right. uh, <laughs> and uh and you know we decided to just check shakespeare's out mainly because oh because it's a man united bar and man united were playing newcastle that day yeah. and and then i saw you and i didn't know at first because you, we didn't talk to each other or anything like that i didn't know if you were man united or not right because yeah you know, like I'm just so used to not meeting Newcastle fans. And then and then um, and then I saw you like the, the, the connection was dodgy. So you were listening to the updates on your phone. And I just saw in the corner that it said NUFC. And I was like, hey, mate, I was like, are you Newcastle? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, like all like 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 Jordy should say it. Like, yeah, like what else would I be? And I was like, this guy's going to belong to me soon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are the, you are the recruiter, which is really good. I see that. Yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to bug you forever now. <laughs> I mean, Oh no, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure though. No, it's been, it's been a real pleasure for sure. Yeah. You know and I mean? So like, that's, you know, that's kind of how, how we came to be. And, and, um, and ever since then, it's just been this really, really nice momentum that, you know, given the current state of, of Newcastle United, and we'll talk a bit about current events in a moment, right. but um, I'm, I am really, really grateful that, that this momentum's caught on because, you know, we do have a, 
you know, for, for a West coast U S based supporters group, you know, we've got a pretty good squad now. And, and, and I don't even think we've had a match day where everyone that's on the group chat has been able to make it right. It's, oh, it's no, usually, yeah. you know, in, 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 you know, we've got a place that hosts us and, you know, big shout out to, to Rodney and Bluefoot yeah. for always giving us the love and, and making sure that, you know, our pints are never empty and our televisions always got Newcastle on. We really appreciate that. But yeah. um, it's been so great because, you know, it, 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 like my whole thing is, you know, if I have to stay here I, I, and I say to everyone, like, I'll bring as much of Newcastle as I possibly can to me. And, and, you know, another reason why I'm so grateful to, to have this show with you now as yeah. well, the Gallagates kind of recognize that, but, um, but uh, you know, like I, you know, we've, we, we had, you know, 10, you know, 10 proper supporters with us last week and, that was great. And that's how it should be, you know, because like that's how I look at it. Like I'm yeah. like I it baffles me. You know, I mean I understand it, but it baffles me that that so many, so many people, you know, like will run to these big clubs that really have have nothing behind them and um and overlook something so beautiful. And and that's just, you know, they that's not their fault, right? I, I don't blame yeah. them. I just like biasly am like, what's wrong with you? Like you know, like there is nothing like being a Newcastle fan. <laughs> you know, exactly, no, points, right? But um, exactly, no, it's 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 so true. But it, that's something to say, though. Like you know, we can get a good group together when we're really, really crap, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and you know, and and I mean, going off of that, you know, like um, like really, really grateful to to have Toon Army San Diego and everything like that. And um, so you know, shout out to them, nothing but love. But it is true, you know, we aren't – and I, I even said it, I went on FanZone at the beginning of the season, and I said, you know, like, I hope we sign Willick, but yep. it doesn't look like we're doing anything else. And I think no. we're looking at a wash, rinse, repeat of last season. And, and that's really what it looks like right now. Yeah, it really, it really does. But um, just to go, like, you know, with the um, pandemic, you know, that what it kept us going, you know, the, like the lockdown without the fans. Yeah, yeah. I watched every – I watched every – like, I was – Every week, I was like, NUFC on the Google search. I was like, what's Bruce saying? What's tactics? Who's in Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Same. But the momentum built together, and obviously, we got together, right, to kind of wrap that up. And obviously, a big shout-out to Rodney, the Bluefoot. He's really made the bar. We have a nice bar in San Diego. Yeah. He's really made it a neutral bar. Like, you, yeah. you, get, some, you get some Arsenal fans. Not much to shout about this season. You know? No. <laughs> so... <laughs> so good so um top fans or whatever old man city fans not much to shout about on saturday it was it's great it's great you know what i mean so yeah, it's good it's become it's like well, you know, it's, it's not it's not a newcastle bar no and, but that's okay we don't need it to be a newcastle bar but, but what we do need is a place where we can feel like we're at home and that's right and and and, and rodney's really made sure that we have that and so for anyone listening you know you, you decide to come out in san diego hang out with all of us like we have a great spot that that, that we're given the respect and the love that we deserve as Newcastle fans. And we're absolutely. really, really grateful to have that. But um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But to go back, I mean, I, I totally, I, you know, I was um, coming postseason cause we finished pretty good. 12th. <laughs> Willick was luckily, like, yeah, I mean, that was all Willick and Graham. Joe. Willick. You know yeah. what I mean? Willick momentum carried us through. Wilson yeah. and he were fit and you go, all right, great pandemic. We might we who we're going to sign. We're probably well, there's not going to be that much money to, to to splash. We know that Ashley's not going to do too much. Um, yeah, we're putting. I pretty was confident that we signed Willick. We did, um, but I was disappointed that we couldn't get like a free 
transfer over the line or a loan deal. Because if you look at the other teams who strengthened, but I'm, you know, we're looking at, but now I'm really worried, as I says at the start of the show, is I'm looking at like Villa putting three past Everton on yeah. Saturday. You know, look at Rafa Everton, they got Brentford there up for the cup. Watford just beat um, Norwich on um, yeah. Saturday. That's going to be a difficult game this season because we're, we're, we're uh, this week, sorry. Um, we're away to Watford this this weekend. So I know, and 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 to be honest, like Watford, I feel like they've just been unlucky. Yeah, with their fixtures, I think that they that they're the chances that they're creating and and the the forward momentum that they have is something that can capitalize on our defensive mistakes, mm-hmm. and and they also have something to prove, right? Because they do, um, you know, they do want to get it. They, They've gotten one win, right? I believe. Um, Which one? Watford. Watford. Watford yeah, but they, uh, they won last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And so, like, yeah. they. I mean, it, it's no. It's. It wouldn't be any surprise to anybody if Watford are looking at this like this is ours to lose, right? Like we have to win this. We will win this. Uh, uh, what Watford will be thinking that you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Watford's. It's Watford's to to lose, and. um and, you know, and that concerns me and, and, you know, just kind of going back to, to the transfer window. And I know that that, you know, we're, we're, we're now five weeks in and everything like that. So it's kind of old news, but it, like, not, I, I just can't like, I can't wrap my head. And we were talking about this offline and, you know, I can't wrap my head around some of these targets choosing clubs like Norwich over us. Right. Like right. fair right. enough, like maybe Norwich, you know, Norwich were willing to spend more money this season and I'll let them have that. Yep. And and I know that we always tend to lose out to clubs that are based in the South, right? Because you're closer to London and, and people can sell that London ticket to you and everything like that and whatever. I don't agree with it, but it is what it is. Yeah. But I don't understand why, one, when Norwich have a worse record than us for relegation and popping back, they're, they're the definition of a yo-yo club, right? Yeah. You know, right. like, it, so like in that respect, right, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to put them on a higher pedestal than us, right? They are a yo-yo club. Yeah. So if sure. you're coming over here and your fears are relegation, why are you signing with Norwich, right? Like, yeah, they're yeah. almost guaranteed to go down again. They can't do a back-to-back season in the Prem for the life of them, right? Yeah. And and so it's like and, – and, and so, you know, we've been relegated twice in the past 10 years under Ashley and everything like that, yeah. and those are factors, and we do tend to play boring football under Bruce and everything like that. Yeah. But, you know, you, you come here and, and you're going to play, unless you're Dwight Gale, and <laughs> – and um and 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 if you learn how Newcastle operates and you learn to play with passion for that crest, everyone's yeah. gonna love you on top of it, right? Oh, and yeah. oh, and yeah. so like I just didn't understand why anyone in the world would want to go party in Yarmouth and live in Yarmouth <laughs> over over Newcastle, right? I it makes sense to me. I and obviously a massive bias, but but that's mm-hmm. how I feel. For sure. No, a hundred percent. And um but it just, it just goes back to if the club was run properly. Yeah, um, of course. I don't think it's the. I, I mean, Steve Bruce. Yes, I'm. I'm not going to sing any praises, but you know, he can. You know, he's a championship manager. You know, he's not really um, a premiership. To, um, and um, I just wonder if his, you know, wants to get manage Newcastle on the on the resume. You know, to ditch Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Coming you know, in, it, coming in. Another notch on the belt. Another notch on the belt. There we go. Yeah. I did hear yeah. that. I did hear that. That's a big belt as well. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I don't want to bash too hard on Brucey, but like, no, I, no, did, no. I, did, I did hear that soundbite of like just keep Newcastle ticking Take along, and I and I was like, um, he mentioned that last Thursday or Friday, and um, I wonder if he gets words in his mouth sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is, is, is I I understand that excuse, but. But like I look at it as an excuse that that isn't valid anymore, right? If you've right. been a manager for that long, right. you know exactly. what the media is like. You know, okay. If you say that Newcastle's your club, and you've been a manager for that long, and you say that right. you understand the fans and that you understand Newcastle, right? Exactly. Then there's no excuse for it because you know that exactly. we're going to be critical. We're going to want explanations. We're going to want transparency, and we're going to want genuine um managerial uh etiquette on sure. on on tape for the journey for for the journalists right like th- those are all things that 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 we expect and 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 i don't think that there's any manager in the right man- mind that isn't going to at least look at that going into the going into a job like you you know you, you would expect that you'd do some sort of homework going into a job now i don't think he did but oh, no. but um you know and and, no, and no, so no. like no. For me, right, like, you know, and we talked about this, you know, prior to the cast and everything like that, like we were going to go in not so critical, right? Because, right. you know, like, like I said, like, I'm, I'm, I understand the, the frustration and I carry that frustration, but I'm still, I, you know, I, I love our club and, and I will oh, love yeah. it the day I die. And, and it doesn't matter whether I think we're going to win, lose, draw or, or get relegated. Like I will always be up for the match and I will always wear this crest with pride right and oh, so yeah. you know and so but but the ticking along thing really bothered me right and oh, and sure. and it bothered a lot of people and, and rightfully yeah. so because because that's what we look at like we look at it like that we we look yeah. at it like that like like that's what mike ashley's doing with us and yeah. then for our manager to come out and be like yeah that's that's what i'm doing too is like mate really like you're really just gonna like Put that pie in our face. I know it is pie in the face because he does have these phrases, Brucey phrases. Well, I think we'll have to do a Bruce a Brucey phrase every pod every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is like, well, I keep saying it's the accumulation of points. Like, you know what? I mean? <laughs> God, I can't wait to hear that for the last. Then, uh, well, the best one's like, well, the Premier League, the Premier League. I'm just like, I know Steve. Just like, it's just like 2021. It's just like, you know, if you. You, you want to be an Aston, we want to be look at Villa, look at um, those mid-table teams that we we, look, we, should, we used to look at and we used to go, yeah. you know, away we could probably sneak a point or, or sneak a win, sorry. Um, at home, definitely win, maybe draw. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the, the, what we... If Everton, if, Everton were coming, if Everton were coming Newcastle, we'd go, you know what, be tough, but we'll beat them. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, oh, they're coming, mm, you know. Yeah, well, I mean... Even Chelsea, right? Like Chelsea would come up north, and it was like they didn't know how to handle the weather up there. Oh yeah, we would just run them ragged, even when oh, they yeah. had Hazard. And like I loved Chelsea at home because I knew we were going to win. Oh yeah. Now this Chelsea, this that's a whole different story, especially with our squad now. But but before, like, didn't matter how good they had Eden Hazard. It didn't matter how good they were. We knew we could beat them on yeah. any day. And exactly. And even when um, you know before the shutdown. We played yeah. Manchester United in September. Uh, so the year before I met you, um, September, October before 
Matty Long Matty Longstaff scores an absolute bullet one nil to to Newcastle. Yeah. Bloody marvellous. And like Steve Bruce, like you know, bloody marvellous. But that day, you know, Newcastle, you know, run them off the pitch. Like yeah. it's great. And and I just feel that the confidence of the players at the moment, because I think with Steve Bruce changing for constantly changing formation, going from like a three five two to a a yeah, four, three, or four, out of position, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, the out of position. Now he's trying like a. If Wilson gets injured, he's like, I'm just gonna just do, you know, um, I'm just gonna play with no striker. Maxi up front. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not winger and and whatever Jolinton is up front. And hope for the best. Right. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, and it's it's you know, and then that and that that's the thing too is is there's been a regression. There's been a massive regression with a lot of players. Like I'm happy to see Sean getting back into the first squad. I don't think that loaning out Maddie was, was wise when, when, you know, we already can't play Hayden at his preferred position where he's the strongest. We still have to play him as a center back. Right. And yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. there. That's, that's frustrating because he's, he's just such a better defensive midfielder. And no, he is. He's better at protecting He's better at protecting the defense. Exactly, and and we and we've needed that because so many people have capitalized on our defensive mistakes. We've got yeah, for, you know, for me, I don't know, like what's going on with Lascelles and Shaw? Why, why aren't they playing? I don't know either. You know, and 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 on paper, right? That there are there are two best, right? And um, and, is, and the two most consistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And, and I, like, I, mean, I like I like Brucey. Like he throws in Fernandez, and like what I've noticed about Brucey, he'll he'll play them and if it's going like a draw win or a draw 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 like Fernandez and Clark and then if it goes completely out the window we get thrashed right you're dropped put Shaw back in LaSalle yeah he doesn't know his best team no he really doesn't and, and it's not a rotation it's not a rotation system no he's just he's firing blanks he, he he's he's like right I'm gonna do LaSalle's and Shaw and maybe Fernandez or Clark at the back or whatever and um, but like last season, like you you were relying on like Fernandez or Lascelles nicking a header one nil. You know it's it's um, yeah. we just have we've got we need you know lacking in a lot of er- lacking in a lot of areas. Plus playing players out of position. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it it, it is frustrating. It's yeah. to me like I I don't understand why we gave Dwight Gale an extension if we're not going to play him when we don't have a striker. Yeah. Um, I don't understand that logic. Now, whether he is being punished for not getting along with management or not um, really isn't a feasible argument for me because we weren't playing him last season either. And I still don't understand. Like, why? Why? Like, I understand. Okay. I'm not going to say I don't understand the extension, right? I do understand the extension because it was cheaper to give him an extension than sign another striker. Right. right? Fair enough. Right. And I don't think he's great. I think he's a good nope. championship striker. Nope. But he's still not getting on the pitch when we don't have a healthy striker. I, know. I, I just like that's what him, I don't understand, give right? Him a, give him a go. I, I don't, I, yeah. Yeah. Like but, give him a go because you never know. Um, yeah, he's not consistent. Yeah, he's not a great Premier League striker, right? But yeah, if it comes down to a five goal difference at the end of the day, like he's good for he, he could be good for five. You never know, right? Oh yeah, um, you know, and 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 we can't rely on on Wilson's hamstring for the whole season, and, no, and that's a concern too. No, and, and Maxi now carrying us the way he's carrying us, 
Like, I think that he's magic and I love him to death, right? Um, he frustrates me at times, but I know it's because he's trying to do as much as he can do, right? But that also presents a lot of opportunities for injury there. Because when, what are we going to do if, 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 he, if he goes down, right? Who's right. going to carry that team now? Because it doesn't look like many people want to. And the ones that can aren't physically capable of doing so. Because right. I love Matt Ritchie and stuff like that. And I still have him on the pitch, right? But, you know, his pace does do us when we play him in the back, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So I think this season, Matt Ritchie, love, love, love him to death. Got a great shot in them. Gets yeah. stuck in. Gets stuck in. Leader. Great player. However, lost a yard of pace over the summer. Exactly. You know, lost he's a yard of pace. lost a yard of pace. I just saw in the first game, I think it was it was either West Ham or Southampton. I just thought there was a ball as he was going forward, and he, I think, either gave it away or something. But I could just tell he's got he's a yard short, yard short of pace. Maybe yeah, yeah, and it, and it's very evident now, and and yeah. that, that's that's frustrating as well because I I do love him. Um, yeah, we haven't seen. I mean, we haven't seen the best of Jamal Lewis since we signed him. You know, no, we haven't. And that—that's the thing—is he's got pace. Yeah. Um, I think that when we were playing Maxi on the wing, they didn't link up as well as Jetro Williams did. No, I agree. Um, and and that was a hinder for him. Yeah. But I, I I don't understand why he's not getting game time because he's pacey. You know, and yeah. and you give him the game time, he's going to hopefully learn how to play with that, right? And yeah. and do do you know at least least be good for a corner every now and then or i mean across every now and then or 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 something but also he's just got pace and 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 that's what we've needed on the in the defensive end right is yeah. with what we've got like we need some pace to to make up for the mistakes if, if you look at i mean if you look at the potential for the the wing because i mean i'm a i'm a, I'm a big fan of, of width for new yeah guys. yeah so um man man keel maxi Right, yeah. Um, Jamal Lewis and uh, Almiron. I don't know. I'm not playing Almiron, so but like, I don't Al know. Almiron's like a, a or a Murphy. You know, if, if yeah. you want to switch wingers, like you can play Maxi. Maxi's best in the wing. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, you can, you can either play him as a if you want to play him as a left cutting in or a right. Um, but he's really playing as like an attacking kind of four percent of four right now. So. What, yeah. what worried what worried me the biggest against um, Leeds was that we were playing very very deep and like Brucey will always comment like well wow, I'd really love it if Newcastle got further up the pitch but yeah. the, the problem is Newcastle there was times where we played so deep we just give it a maxi on the halfway line and he would take on a few players yeah and he's isolated up there I but know. But what that so that but being so deep um just invites that pressure on what's happened against Southampton. Yeah. That that goal. Um time uh, time and time against West Ham. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh you're not man, man United, you know, when we, we, we played we played pretty solid. Um yeah. the a couple of the goalkeeping um goals from Woodman. I think you know both Ronaldo goals. Wood, Woodman, I think Dubravka, maybe Dollar would have probably had those. That was goal, goalkeeping errors, but you know, given yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact is, the fact is that you know Newcastle on the counter attack against United were, were very, very effective. The goal was great for Mankiel, but I just think we just teams will look at that and just think Newcastle are counting attacking football. football. 
And yeah. And if you put pressure on them, put pressure on them, put pressure on them, they're gonna they're gonna fall. Yeah. And and that's that is really the reputation that that we're given. And and that, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Watford, then we'll 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 talk about our last bit because we're we are cutting it to the hour now. But Absolutely. um yeah. Um but um you know that's my concern with Watford is they've been so attacking, they've been good at creating their chances, it's just not paid off for them. And we're that kind of team where 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 they 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 must be licking their chops going into this weekend, right? And I really, really hope that um, that we can pull out pull out something different. Um, but, 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 because that's the thing is, if we can't beat your Watfords and your Norwiches and stuff like that, like where do those points come from? Right. Yeah, and that and that's concerning. No, ex- exactly. You I mean I mean I was going into the Leeds game thinking you haven't beat Villa, you haven't beat Southampton, you haven't, yeah. West, you haven't beat West Ham. Um, you know, you expect to win a couple of those games. Yeah. Know? But you get beat off now on all of them, um, and you can't beat Leeds at home. Um, it's just now no disrespect to Leeds, because I think Leeds are a great team. I but agree. It just becomes the pressure becomes evident, and you know, maximum and maxi after the game was just like you know we have we have to believe as a team to win. Yeah, believe to win. We have to like he's like yeah, I scored I, I he scored the goal, but he was like the team has to believe in themselves to, to win, which, you know, hinders, hint, sorry, at the, the Steve Bruce's, you know, losing the lads a little bit, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, going, we'll come back probably that later in, in the shows, but um, about what would be a potential plan for like a rescue plan. Yeah. And Mike Ashley's plans. Um, but, um, you know, going, going into Watford, he'll, you know, Steve Bruce will, will play. Will play defensively. Like it's. Yeah, of course. We already know it. Yeah. Goal, you know, because he's away from home in London, and they're going to catch him on the counter attack. Yes, they might play a bit more on the front foot. He'll probably change formation. I don't know what. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I really don't know. I don't what. know either, man. I don't know even. I. I. You know. I. I think he might stick to the same game plan against Leeds, but you know you. you you draw that game, the pressure's the pressure's a little easier. You lose that game, the pressure's really on. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you're thinking, right, it's October and you're bottom of the league. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Second bottom of it depends on because Burnley's not doing well. Yeah. Know, around it. Neither in Norwich, yeah, but no, yeah. You know, we can't rely on losses from other clubs to keep us up. It's a, you know, it's an early six pointer. You know, it's a it's a really it's a you know this game is huge. Yeah, know? and um, yeah, looking looking forward to that. Basically, we just got to come up with that with no in, no injuries, play smart, nick a win. Got yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's really all we've all we've got going for us. And you know, I just I just think the players. I think the players are on. I think um, like you know, we I'm looking at that team and I'm thinking there's potential. The Murphys, yeah, Sean Longstaff. Obviously, Wilson, Maxi, Almiron, Willock. There's that. That's a great. That's a great centre midfield. Hayden, Isaac Hayden, when he's fit. Yeah. Um, that when that unit is in unison, that will give a hard time to the majority of clubs outside the kind of top six, top seven, top eight. The greedy six, yeah. Huh? The greedy <laughs> six. Slimy buggers. That's it. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Uh, 7 a.m. Saturday, breakfast pints. 
I'll be seeing you there. Um, so before we close out, we should talk a little bit about what the United States is going to look like going forward. Um, like, you know, like I said at the beginning, this, this was more the introductory get to know your host kind of episode zero of, of what we've got planned. Um, you know, I'm Shade from San Diego. This is Rich from San Diego. Proud Toon Army San Diego supporters. Um, and I'm really happy that Rich is here with me to, to do this, to kind of get his perspective on things. And I hope that you guys got a good feel for him. But going forward, how we want to do things is that format's going to be pretty, pretty, um, pretty much the same going forward in, in kind of three different segments. And so what we want to do is kind of have a bit where we talk about current events and kind of what's going on at the state of our club and whatever match we had that week. And then, um, and then after that, we want to have key, key interviews where we, we feature different guests primarily that are affiliated with the club and based in, in the United States or have some understanding or have played in the United States. And we've got some pretty, um, pretty good ideas lined up and, and some, some, some good interviews in the works that I'm really excited about. And, um, and, um, you know, I'll be able to share, we'll be able to share that with you guys, uh, very soon, um, going into episode two. And then the last segment of, of every episode going forward after, after this one is we're going to have, um, we're going to have a guest spot where we feature a, a Toon Army, uh, supporters group in the United States. Um, and so that way that, you know, the rest of the Toon Army out there in the world can, can uh, get a feel for the different groups that we have. You can hear their stories, how they came to be, because there really are some diehard fans out here that, that, um, that, you know, I would hope we could not only unite a little better um, on this side of the world, but also um, share their stories with, with fans that want to hear about how, how, how these groups came to be and, and, and what it's like being a Newcastle fan in, you know, say Denver or New York or Virginia or Baltimore, some of those other places. And, and so that'll be kind of the format going forward where we really want to um, we really want this to be kind of the place you go to 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 learn about everything going on here. We really want this place to be where you go to learn about the United State of That's Newcastle it. United. Oh, you like what you did there? I'm a fan of a good pun. <laughs> but um, Rich, thanks so much. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Um, That's it. Big shout out to Gallagate Shots again. Thank you so much for setting this up and and uh, and 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 seeing that that there is uh, that there there are voices to be heard on on this side of the world and and that there are people who share the passion and 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 live and die for this club as well and and um, and you know and even though things things seem grim at times and everything like that, uh, I love Newcastle United and and I'm glad it exists and I'm grateful for Newcastle no matter what and. Uh, and I'm really happy to, to be doing this. And I really can't wait to, to show you guys what, what's in store for the future. Um, so thank you very much for tuning in to the United State episode zero, episode one, whatever you want to call it. And um, get used to me and Rich talking Newcastle for a while because we're not going anywhere. All right, Rich, any closing remarks? No, that's it. Just a huge shout out to Gallagher Shots. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, spread the Newcastle love and uh this really you know bring the fans back together to create this momentum of a voice throughout the world to really promote newcastle because once we get that new owner it's game on that's it yeah i like that i love the optimism thanks again everyone all right i'll see you saturday all right bye sports social podcast network 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.